All right. My name is Rachel Esplin Odell. I'm a research fellow at the Quincy Institute for Responsible Statecraft. I'm here with Michael Swain, senior associate at Carnegie Endowment for International Peace. And we wanted to have a conversation about how the Trump administration's approach toward China, especially over the last six or seven months, is being perceived by our allies in Europe and Asia, by U.S. allies in those places, and and you know how how they're reacting to it, and maybe what they would prefer instead. And if we have some time, we'll talk about what would be a better approach than than the current uh, U.S. strategy. So, so Michael, I guess I wanted to kick it off by asking how the sort of general U.S. strategy toward China is being perceived by allies. And then maybe we can talk about some more specifics. Great. Thanks, Rachel. <clears throat> Great to be part of this conversation. Well, I think that many U.S. allies and friends, both in Asia and in Europe, uh, look at the Trump administration's China policies with kind of mixed feelings and mixed views. Uh, on the one hand, I think many countries believe that uh, there needs to be some greater, more effective level of uh, pushback, if you will. That's the operative word for many against some of the things that China has been doing in recent years that are particularly troubling for Western countries. Um, it's undermining of um, its own citizens uh, in Xinjiang and uh, its treatment of Hong Kong, as well as um, its actions in the areas of trade and investment, uh, where there's been a lack of reciprocity, lack of transparency, and there's been a concern over the theft of technology, high technology um, areas from Western companies, uh, and concerns over the future of China's behavior as it grows stronger in the area of military security, uh, as well as um, economic involvement and, and the involvement in the global uh, the global um, uh, community and global norms, uh, norms of governance, etc. So there, I think there's a common level of concern out there um, about dealing with China in these areas uh, because they've seen signs that China just does not respect some some of the um, rules, regulations, etc. That have been uh, Adopted now, whether that's true or not is debatable in some places, but you do have this impression. Um, but I think at the same time, European friends and allies—they're also very cautious and they're very concerned about where the American policy is going, because the American policy really is moving into a kind of very zero-sum, adversarial, and to a great extent ideological approach toward dealing with China with efforts made by Secretary of State Mike Pompeo and others to press other countries to support the American agenda, which is indeed uh, very much along the zero-sum lines dealing with China, supporting decoupling of China from many economic, technological, and even people-to-people -people areas. Uh, and so these countries, I think many of them are worried about this. They think it's excessive. They don't know exactly where it's going. They think it needs to be tapered with a recognition of the need to continue to cooperate strongly with China and to balance the concerns against the efforts at cooperation and the need to coordinate policies better. And they don't wanna just sit by and be told what to do by the United States. And I think they're expressing a greater voice themselves in speaking out in favor of a more balanced policy towards China that addresses the problems, but doesn't throw away the baby with the bathwater. 
Yeah, it, it seems to me that the pandemic has really highlighted a lot of these dynamics where there's been, you know, some aspects of how China's managed the pandemic that have, have bothered other countries, but the way the United States has responded by trying to turn this into some you know, a front of great power competition has really alarmed a lot of other nations as, as the U.S. has tried to undermine a lot of international cooperation because of their, you know, because China's involved in WHO or other vaccine efforts. And and so, you know, I think this is kind of an wake-up call maybe to some of our allies who feel like the U.S. approach currently is pretty self-defeating. And, you know, right. this is an area where we need to be cooperating to resolve the pandemic. And and, and it seems that, you know, at the same time, it's highlighting the fact that there are supply chain problems. There are vulnerabilities that countries have where maybe they do need a little bit more um, independence, not to be solely, re- solely reliant on China in the way that they have in the past. And so maybe something that they would welcome from the United States instead of this zero-sum approach that um, is, is more self-defeating is, is to build resilience um, in, in supply chains where U.S. and its allies, other liberal, liberal democratic countries could um, work together to uh, ensure that they're not, you know, overly dependent upon China, if, whether for, you know, exogenous sort of <laughs> shocks like a pandemic or through from, from Chinese coercion using these, using that sort of economic dependence. Right. So... Yeah. I think that's exactly right. So what what needs to happen, I think, is that countries need to be able to coordinate their policies better with the United States. And that means the United States has to restrain its own policies to a certain extent in order to be more compatible with the European and the Asian approach. And right now it's not doing that. Great. Well, thanks so much, Michael. And hopefully we can do this again. Yep, absolutely. Thank you.